Aggie. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, my family? My podcast family, welcome back to another episode in a day in the life of Augie. You're listening to your host, Michael Ogbana. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, I think last week on Raise Up Your Standards was one of like the most listened to podcasts in a week period. Like That podcast is so good and I, I gained a lot of new listeners from that. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that shared the podcast. Thank you to everyone that posted it on their story and just shouted me out. And welcome to all the new listeners. Thank you for listening. I know you're just listening probably just to support and because you like me, but I'm really thankful for that, that you would just take time to listen. And I really hope that it's helping you, you know, see things maybe in a way that you haven't seen them before, just kind of. Uh, you know, see it in a different light. And I pray that it encourages you in your faith and just encourages you in general. And if it can encourage at least one person, it, it's uh, it means a lot to me. So that's why I do it. But I have a good one for you today as well. Um, these are just things the Lord has been speaking to me uh, with everything that's going on in my life. And I'm going to title today, it's going to be called Avoiding the Trial and Error Learning Style. I don't know if I'm going to title it that exact um, phrase, but it's going to be essentially that avoiding the trial and error learning style. And so what do I even mean by that? Uh, And pretty much essentially there's like this, uh, there's like this kind of like glorification of trials and just how like you hear things like, you know, we all make mistakes and uh, you know, we, you know, the, the trials come in our life to teach us and we learn and we become better, you know, that's the, the only way we can learn. It really is by going through things. And I think there is an element to that that is true. I feel like um, there's certain things that you have to experience and, and, you know, kind of like trial and error to get better at. Right. But, um, you know, and then, you know, obviously we all go through try, go through certain things, like some things that we can't control. And a lot of things that we can control. And so when we we're talking about the things that we can control, there's a lot of things that maybe we uh, as people, we we make certain decisions that cause us to have a certain consequence. And we call that a trial. And, uh, you know, something that we put ourselves in, we call it a trial. But, you know, we justify it as, oh, you know, we went through that, but I learned so much, so it was actually a good thing that I went through it. And, uh, you know, obviously God is good, and he works all things out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so God can always take a bad situation and turn it for good. But I think it's important to ask questions as a believer. I feel like you should ask questions. You just ask yourself a question, like, do I have to learn by going through trials? Do I have to learn things in life by going through it? Or can it is there another way? Because you got to think like going through stuff, for example, like say, you know, as uh, me as a guy, right? I end up talking to a girl 
and getting in a relationship with a girl that I'm not, I shouldn't get into. Say people have been telling me don't get into this relationship and I get into it anyway. And, uh, you know, it ends up being a bad relationship that breaks my heart. And it takes me a long time to recover from all, all, every, all the trauma and the heartbreak and stuff like that. You know, that was a decision that I decided to put myself in and I'm reaping the consequence. Yes, I might have learned what type of girl I don't like versus what I do like. But, you know, so there could be some good that could come out of it. But it doesn't mean that there wasn't great consequence, like going through heartache, going through wasting time. Like, that's the thing. Like when you talk, when you have a light regard to mistakes and trials, it's like, it's not like you can go through something like that without having a consequence or without experiencing some type of setback, you know? And so is there a way that we can avoid that and just learn from the beginning and not have to go through it and experience pain to learn things? And I think there is, you know, I feel like the Lord has an answer, a way that we can learn things through his word by the Holy Spirit, even by watching other people, you know, there's there's a way, there's a more excellent way that the Lord has for his children to learn that saves them much time, lots of money, saves them the heartbreak, saves them everything. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to shift our mindset from going from uh, trial and error learning and accepting going through making mistakes and learning from them instead of just learning from God, from his word and, and, and obeying that and just, uh, you know, doing the right thing the first time and avoiding all that stuff. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 4, 10 through 12, Proverbs 4, 10 through 12, it says, hear my son and receive my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. The last sentence says, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. And so this is what the Lord's perfect will is for our life. His word, His will for us is to heed his wisdom and to not even stumble in life to not even go have to go through things to experience them in life i'm talking about things that we can't control you know he doesn't want us to have to you know change our major eight times before we find the right one he doesn't want us to have to try 20 different girls before we can find the right spouse do you know how much pain and money and time that wastes? The Lord has a more excellent way, and it is by His Spirit. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Being led by the Spirit of God. Being led by the Spirit of God. The inner witness is what it's called. And everyone, when you get born again, when you receive Jesus into your heart, when you repent of your sin and ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you become what they call born again, born of the spirit, and you become a new creature. And one of the benefits of becoming a new creature is your spirit gets reborn and the Holy Spirit joins with your spirit. 
And so the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit in John 16. He said he called him the spirit of truth. And he said, among other things, he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and lead you into all truth. He will show you of things to come. That's what he said. So the Holy Spirit has come to be our our guide in life, our, our navigation, our internal navigation system. And, uh, you know, when we learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into all truth. He's not going to lead us backwards. He's not going to he's not going to lead us into trials and he's not going to lead us into heartache. He's going to lead us into all truth. He's going to save us time. And I believe that God, God's primary way of leading his children is by his spirit. And I'm not the one that said that. Kenneth Hagin, a great man of God who has passed on, the man of faith, he said that the number one way or the primary way that God leads his children is by the inward witness. The inward witness or the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, it says, For as many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so God wants us to be led by his Spirit. He wants to lead us into all truth. You know, we all have the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, he, he'll lead us. But the thing that I've recently learned is it doesn't necessarily come automatically. Like, we can we can be led by the promptings, but... We actually have to engage the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We have to ask him and and ask him, Holy Spirit, lead me today. Lead me in my decisions. Because one thing I've learned about the Holy Spirit is he, he never forces anyone to do anything. And he never forces himself on you. And so, but he loves to be engaged. He's a gentleman. He loves to be engaged. He loves to be um, welcomed, you know? And so it's what I want to say is like, it's not just having the Holy Spirit, but just constantly having a relationship with him and engaging him that uh, allows us to really, 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 really be led by him, you know? And so um, uh, the Bible says in Proverbs fourteen twelve, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death said, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death, right? And so I, we always hear that scripture, and pretty much whenever you hear that scripture, you're like, man, like any idea, any desire, any plan that I have in and of myself, you know, even when you get saved, you just think like any plan that I have that I thought of in my head, it must not be from God, and it's, it's not his will, you know? I believe that the Lord, when you are born again and you are full of his word and, you know, the Bible says he gives you the desires of your heart. And I believe that God puts those desires in you. He puts the plans that he wants to fulfill through your life in you, you know. So this verse where it says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. It kind of is kind of talking about people that are in the world that are prideful. 
and they think that you know they know it all they don't need god and they think that they're they the way in the life that they have chosen to live is the right path but that the life that they have chosen ends in death or, or internal death maybe death you know in terms of physical death maybe their decisions lead to death but it also leads to eternal death by because they you know they chose to reject god but uh you know romans 8 6 says to be carnally minded is death to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace and so when you are led by the spirit you're not going to be led to death you're going to be led in, in the right way and where you should go you're going to be led in peace and um and so the ways of death, those see these questions that I want to answer. Do we have to go through trials to learn? And is there a, is there a cost to going through things? You know, uh, one of one of one evangelist that I listen to, he says uh, he says mistakes can uh, some mistakes you can recover from and you, you, you know, you suffer little loss, some mistakes you can recover from, but it costs you a lot. Like you lose a lot in the process. And then there's some mistakes that you can never recover from. So like when you hear someone say like, you know, we all make mistakes and, you know, kind of making it like it's not a big deal. I mean, that's cute and all, but there's some mistakes that you can make that you can never recover from. Like, for example, like me, right? Say I was to just decide, man, forget God. I'm going to just do my own thing. I'm going to just go get drunk, right? And the first time I get drunk, I decide to drive, and I drive, and I, I on my way home, I kill somebody in a drunk driving accident. That's a mistake that I made that I could never really recover from, obviously, because I killed somebody. You know, I could recover from it, but the person that I killed because of my mistake will never recover. Or say I decided to just, um, you know, kind of just let loose sexually, right? And just, uh, you know, just decide I'm going to have sex. And then I have sex for the first time. Uh, you know, I decide not to wait till I'm married. I just have sex randomly and I get a girl pregnant the first time. So in that situation... Like, I can either do something and make the mistake worse. I can have the girl get an abortion, which would be something would be terrible. Or I can deal with the consequence of my decision and have the baby. Either way, those decisions, my life is completely altered. And it's going to cost me a lot. And it's going to take a long time to recover from those mistakes. So I'm saying all these to say we should not have a light regard for mistakes. We should not take mistakes lightly. You know, in the world, they say, you know, that the song, The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Um, it's the climb. There's always going to be an uphill battle. It's always going to like we don't have. That's how the world thinks. Even if you say like we all make mistakes in like a satanist church they're gonna be like amen amen like the world thinks that way but as a christian we don't have to do the things the same way the world does you know what i'm saying like we can do things in a more excellent way we can learn by the spirit of god 
we can learn by the Spirit of God. So I want to read one thing real quick out of this book called How to Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth Hagin. And then I'm going to give you four quick points of how we can uh, tune our spirit to the voice of God. And I'm going to let you guys go. So this is an awesome little story. Oh, crap. I'm in the wrong place. Hold on. Please, Holy Spirit, help, 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 help. Um, okay, so listen to this. Listen to this. Um, okay, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut this out, but here. So there. Were, he said, listen to this really quick. Listen to this. He said, a family of seven had gone out to eat. The family had, um, had, not, had not been at the restaurant very long when the father suddenly said, let's go home. They said, why? And he was like, I don't know. I just have an urge, a perception that we should go home. And um, so they rushed home and they said that a fire had started. And it said, um, so Kenneth Hagin said, if they had waited, everything would have been burned. But the inward witness or the Holy Spirit warned them in time. Um, Kenneth Hagin goes on to say, if their home had been burned down, someone might have said, God did that. He had some purpose in it. No. We have missed it because we haven't listened on the inside in our spirits. We have not been spirit conscious. You cannot find anywhere in the Bible where God causes these things to happen to teach his people something. If those on that ship had listened to Paul, they would have saved the ship and the merchandise as it was. They lost everything and almost lost their lives. They would have lost their lives too if they had, if they had not listened to Paul. God is not an enemy. He is trying to help us. He is not working against us. He is working for us. As we become more spirit conscious, we can learn to better cooperate with him. Remember that the primary way God leads his children is by the inward witness. Wow, that is powerful. And I like what he said. Like, you know, he said if um, if their house had burned down, someone would have said like, oh, God did that. And I feel like that's what we do a lot. Like we go, we, 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 um, have things happen to us and like the Lord is kind of speaking to us and we ignore it. And, uh, you know, we suffer consequences and then we say, Oh God, you know, God probably brought this into my life to teach me something. No, no, God doesn't have to use something to teach us. He doesn't have to use sickness to teach us. He doesn't have to use heartache to teach us. He wants us to learn by number one, his word and just be led by the spirit and be like Kenneth Hagin said, be spirit conscious. And so how can you be spirit conscious? The Bible says that to acknowledge him in all of our ways. And so, like I was saying earlier, engaging the Holy Spirit, asking him to lead you and guide you in all truth. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we're acknowledging him and he'll lead us. And so how can we get more sensitive to the Holy Spirit? These are four ways that are in this book, but I'm going to tell them to you real quick. Um, so meditation in the word, practicing the word, giving the word first place, and instantly instantly obeying the voice of the Spirit. So it was number one, meditation in the word. We got to make sure we're spending time in the word of God, reading it, digesting it. Making sure we're um, really spending time in the word every day. Then we have to practice the word. We can't just read the word and not be a doer of the word. So if you see something in the Bible, you got to act on it. If the Bible says, do not be anxious for anything, 
then don't be anxious. Just do what the Bible says, and um, you're going to start seeing the fruit from it. And also, you got to give the word first place in your life. And so what does that mean? It just means prioritizing the word, you know, making time for the word, um, standing up for the word. And uh, that's that's pretty much that. And then instantly obeying the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I believe this is key um, because what happens is if you continually ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit over and over, eventually the voice becomes quieter and quieter and to the point where you can almost suppress the Holy Spirit or quench the Spirit. And so God wants us to um, instantly obey. And the more we obey, the more he'll speak to us and the more clear his voice will become. And so I want to encourage everyone that is listening to this. God wants us to be led by his Spirit. We don't have to learn by trial and error. We don't have to learn by uh, going through terrible times. God wants us to learn by his spirit, by his word. And I want to tell you, he's going to lead you as you make time to stay in the word of God and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. I believe that you're not going to have to make any more mistakes. You're not going to have to learn from your mistakes. You can learn from the word of God and from by being led by the spirit and the wisdom of God. And so uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, Sorry it was a little long, but this was good. And if you enjoyed it, please just share it with everyone. And um, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe so that you can see when I post them. I usually try and post them every Monday morning. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Have an awesome week. We are being led by the Spirit, and we're going to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways this week. In Jesus' name, it's a day in the life of Augie. It's a day in the life of Augie.